to The Wow, the podcast that will provide you with the tools you need to thrive in today's society. If you're new here, then hello, I'm Georgina Beasley, your host, and if you've listened before, then welcome back. Outside of hosting this podcast, I work in the suicide prevention space in a marketing and communications role in Canberra. I spend too much time socialising at the dog park with my lovely border collie Murphy and enjoy pizza on the couch with a glass of wine most Friday nights. But today... We are learning all about fitness and nutrition, the impact our menstrual cycles have, the biggest myths circulating online, and how to stay motivated when working out is the last thing you feel like doing. To help us understand the facts, we have Corinne, a personal trainer, Pilates instructor, group fitness instructor, nutrition coach, and founder of Limitless Fitness and Nutrition here to help us. If you enjoyed this episode as much as I did, then please remember to subscribe, leave a review, share it with your friends. And if you haven't already, you better come join us on Instagram at thewowpodcast underscore. Hello, Corrine, and welcome to the Wow Podcast. It's so wonderful to have you on today. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here today and have a nice chat together. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun, I think, talking about fitness and nutrition, something obviously a lot of us have that involved in our day-to-day lives. So I think it'll be a lot of fun to get down to the nitty-gritty and of some of those details and explore it a little bit further. But before we begin, I would just like to say a quick acknowledgement of country. So I'd like to begin by acknowledging the Ngunnawal people, the traditional custodians of the land I reside on here in Canberra and the Darawal people of the country that Corrine resides on. I pay my respect to their elders past, present and emerging, and I extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander listeners here today. So Corrine, do you want to share a little bit about yourself, please? Yeah, so hey everybody, it's so good to be here. Um, my name is Corinne and I'm the founder of uh, a fitness business called Limitless Fitness and Nutrition. Uh, and what I really specialize in and what we specialize in at LFN uh, is working with women who are new to and restarting their fitness and nutrition journeys. Uh, and we really focus on making it a fun and exciting experience for them. Uh, and we sort of have a whole different range of different things that we do. We sort of have the online group fitness community that we have a really strong community in and we do daily live stream group fitness classes in there and also outside of the current situation that we're in I teach live group fitness classes too um, and personal training sessions as well uh, that are specifically for that group of women Uh, and a whole nother side of the business that I have too is also working in corporate fitness and corporate nutrition so I work alongside businesses and um, organizations that really want to make a really good change to their employees health fitness and nutrition as well that's fantastic I mean I do feel for you you mentioned that you're up in Sydney at the moment so it's a really (laughs) tough time but I know I mean exercise is obviously very important for a lot of reasons one of them being our own mental health and well-being but do you want to touch on a little bit about the importance of exercise for the body and I mean it sounds like a bit of a basic question but I think like sometimes it can be overlooked as to how important it actually is Oh, look, Georgia, there are so many reasons why exercise and fitness and nutrition, all of these things are so important for us. Uh, I think the first and the most 
important thing to know is that exercise makes you feel really good uh, and when you sort of exercise whether it's a walk or whether it's a run or whether it's jumping around in your living room um, your body releases these feel-good chemicals which we all know called endorphins and they really do allow you to feel good they allow your mind to feel clearer and they just make the day feel a whole lot better especially if you started your day with some form of movement that you really enjoy um, so that's probably the biggest one uh, the second thing that I like to always talk about too is that exercise in itself is a really good stress reliever uh, and if you're someone like me who can sometimes get a little bit nervous or anxious or worried about things um, exercising is a really good way to sort of alleviate those feelings and just to help you feel really good um, because as I mentioned those really good feel-good chemicals are released the endorphins the dopamine um, are released in your body when you do those sort of things uh, and if I had to choose one more thing I mean there's a whole host of different things uh, as women especially for women as we get a little bit older um, we really do need exercise and most specifically sort of strength styles of training, which I'll talk about a little bit later on in our questions, um, because it helps us to build a strong body with strong bone density so that we can sort of avoid things later on in life like osteoporosis, arthritis, or even help to inhibit the development of those things. So honestly, there are so many different benefits. I could go on all day about it, but I'll have just those three to start with for you. <laughs> No, I think they're definitely all good reason to be exercising and moving the body. Something that I've heard about, but I definitely don't know a lot of, is that people have mentioned that, you know, being a woman, there are particular types of exercise training or fitness regimes that are better suited to us and, you know, with our menstrual cycles and our bodily functions can, I guess, work a little bit nicely. Is this true? And do you want to just touch on this a little bit further? Yeah, so one thing I will say is that compared to males, us as females, we're very, very different. Um, and I'm pretty sure most of us would know that throughout the month we have sort of a fluctuation in our hormones and we have different fluctuations even in just the way that we think and the way that we feel. We're sort of a bit like this, like a little bit of a bell curve that goes up and down throughout the month. But if you think about males, they just sort of stagnate and they're just sort of the same level with hormones and um, everything like that throughout the entire month. So in terms of fitness and in terms of um, the training styles that we have, there is a few things that are recommended by the experts that women do do. Um, and now the first thing that is very strongly recommended for all women, um, and of course it sort of changes on where you are in your cycle and those sort of things, but the very first thing that is recommended in all the research is some form of strength training two to three times a week. Now the strength training element can come from different things. It can be a Pilates class, uh, which I personally love. It can be things like literally going out and lifting some weights. Um, whether they're light or heavy, just doing something that adds a bit of load to your body. Even things like swimming are really good because you're sort of pulling your body weight against the forces of the water. So having that sort of element of strength in your, um, in your training regime is really important. Uh, another really important thing for women as well, and this also sort of will um, apply to men, but just with talking about women, is having some form of cardiovascular activity because we want to make sure our hearts are always healthy and strong for us, as especially, again, as we get a little bit older. Um, so whether it's walking, whether it's jogging, whether it's doing a group fitness class, we want to be doing things that sort of elevate our heart rate just a little bit or a little bit higher than just a little bit um, so that we have that huffy and puffy effect uh, in our bodies. And for me and for my clients, a lot of what we do is group fitness classes. And for me, the cardio-based exercise that we do are things in like retro aerobics where we literally do like a dance sort of party style workout um, in our 80s gear. Uh, and it also things like hit classes too are really good for that. 
And also the very last element that you want to make sure you're including in your program is some sort of recovery um, and stretch training because we want to make sure that our joints and our muscles uh, stay nice and supple and, uh, and I guess, relaxed for a long period of time. So making sure you make some time to stretch, uh, to take some time out. Yoga, Pilates, all these things are really important as well um, to sort of that come underneath that heading too. So, so the strength, the cardio and the stretching and the relaxation side of things are the three most important things I would say for us. Okay, that's really interesting to know. I want to, if you would share with us, how does the menstrual cycle, you know, the cycle itself, you did touch on the fact that, you know, our hormones change so dramatically throughout that month-to-month cycle that women go through. How does that affect our relationship with fitness and nutrition? Yeah, it actually has a quite a big impact. And it's actually funny because the research is still coming together and there's still a lot of research and little pieces of information that are sort of missing, but there is definitely enough to draw some conclusions from. Uh, now, when we have the, our cycles, there's three key phases. There's the follicular, that ovulation phase, and then the actual menstruation phase. In the follicular phase, which is the first week or two weeks um, of your cycle, this is usually when we're starting to feel really energized. We've got a lot more energy than sort of any other time throughout our cycle. And this is where we are recommended to sort of do our more heavier loads of training. So for, for you, it might look completely different to someone else and everyone's very individual. But for someone who's, for instance, is trying to gain muscle strength or gain um, gain muscle, this is when you'd be doing, for instance, more heavier strength loads. Um, if you're wanting to, say, for instance, run a marathon, this is when you might be doing your longer runs uh, and things that are more um, long distance based because you have more energy. In terms of nutrition, usually things like cravings are pretty okay. People are generally, they're not craving anything in particular. Uh, and it's just really important to make sure we've got a really balanced diet full of good fruits, vegetables, proteins, um, carbohydrates, which I'll talk a little bit about a bit further along in our chat today. As we sort of progress into the ovulation phase, which is another week or so after that phase, uh, our estrogen levels begin to dip just a little bit. And this is when we might notice things changing our, um, the way that we feel, the way that we think and the way that our body responds to our exercises. You may find that you might need to decrease the load that you're doing on your body. So if you find that you may be doing, say, five sessions of running a week, which good on you if you are, I'm certainly not, um, or five sessions of strength, whatever your goals are, depending on what your goals are, you may need to decrease that load just a little bit so that your body has the energy um, to just sort of keep going with your program uh, or anything like that. As well, in terms of nutrition and those sort of things, you may start to notice a little bit of cravings for things like sweets or salty things, because again, your hormone levels dip a little bit lower in terms of your estrogen. Uh, and that's sort of when you start to want to make yourself feel a little bit better and feel better. So you have things like chocolate or you might have some chips a little bit like that. So it's important that in this time we've got some healthy snacks on hand if you like to cook like I really like to cook um you may try some healthy recipes in this time and things but everything in moderation is always a good motto to live by as we get to our last phase, which is when we have um, our menstruation cycle, um, this is sort of the time where I've spoken to a lot of females and a lot of the time this is when their energy levels do really start to dip quite low. This is a time where I always tell clients never feel cute because often more than not, uh, people really don't have a whole lot of energy to be sparing in the first two days specifically of that cycle. So yeah, feel free to take a rest day and don't feel guilty for doing that. Um, in 
this time as well, things like yoga and Pilates are also really good to be doing because they're a low impact. They're a gentle form of exercise. Uh, they're not going to leave you feeling like, oh my goodness, I've just run a marathon and oh my goodness, what am I going to do with myself? Um, they just are a nice way to relax your body. Uh, and pretty much, as I said, with pretty much the entire cycle, it's really important to fill your body with really good sources of food. So things that are from a, a unprocessed source as much as you can, things that you've made yourself, um, fruits, veggies, nuts, seeds, legumes, meats, that, all of these good things um, that make your body feel its best and function at its best. So that's a very long-winded answer. I hope that's okay. No, <laughs> that that's sort really of the good. That it can have. Yeah, absolutely. It's so interesting. For those that want to know a little bit more about how to identify those phases, I have done a really good episode on periods um, with Lauren Curtin. So I'll link that in the show notes so that you can actually start tracking your cycle and seeing when those times are best for you to do those heavier exercises and when it's important to be more gentle on the body. Because I think I think it's just so important to be really self-aware in 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 what your body's going through and and how that can affect your training um, and to always be kind to yourself and listen to what your body is telling you. We do have some questions from our listeners. So, yeah, the first one is from Hannah and she's talking about specifically being on her period. So the best type of advice when it comes to training and nutrition when you're just like when you're on your period and you're bleeding. Yeah. And I think it goes back to what you're saying, Georgie, it is really an individual thing. And it really depends on how you're feeling as an individual, because every single person's different. Some people may feel completely fine um, during that, that time for them, but other people will be completely crippled by pain and um, feeling, you know, lethargy and all of these things. So it's really important you listen to how your body's feeling. If you feel like, as I said, if you need a rest day, take a rest day, especially in those first two to three days, that's when your body, usually those symptoms are at their highest. Uh, as you sort of two to three days of having your period that is yeah yeah exactly right yeah the first two to three days of having your period uh and after those two to three days if you're feeling up to it you may want to add things in like a walk um because that's a low impact thing but it also helps you to feel really good to get some fresh air to move the body um pilates and yoga like i mentioned are really good and there's lots of online resources um for that and also you can check out elephant online simple plug there um we do have those classes too but it's just really important as I mentioned to listen to your body and as I said some people will be completely unaffected um, and they'll be able to continue their normal training in terms of nutrition as I mentioned really focus on getting the good quality sources of carbohydrates of fats and proteins and in doing to do that essentially what it means is just filling your plate or filling your body with things that you preferably made at home that are made using fruits um, vegetables nuts legumes you know lean meats the things that nature um, would naturally produce for you instead of eating from packets and pre pre-made things at the um most of the times mm. i think yeah i mean it's so important to realize that no single female is made up the same like hormones are so different so if you see your friend and that you know that they're on their period and they're like working out like a mad woman and just like you know it seems like nothing seems to be affecting them when it comes to that time of the month it's so important to remember that each of us are made up so differently and what suits one person is so different to the next so to be really in tuned with your body um one thing i have heard and if you don't know about this, that's fine. But yoga, I've heard that yoga during your period um, 
during that time of the week can really help in terms of alleviating cramps and actually gentle movements through times where you've got you're feeling crampy and like a bit stiff can actually really help is that true Look, I can't speak from a yoga instructor position because I'm definitely not a yoga instructor. I teach Pilates, but from um, what I understand and from what I know in terms of this area of study, yes, a gentle movement and gentle stretching can really help with just basic pain. Um, there's even evidence showing that just yeah, gentle exercise like yoga and Pilates does really help with that pain. And especially if you've been doing exercise in the lead up to, um, to that time of the month for you, it can also help to alleviate the pain during that time as well. So I suppose if you're someone who regularly exercises, um, it can also be a good thing um, for you during the time as well. Yeah, getting that stretching um, that you mentioned before is so important for us. The next question did come in um, from one of our listeners who will remain anonymous, but she's wondering, she just doesn't even know where to start. She's heard of... um, something called a calorie deficit. She's getting very confused when it comes to training and eating calorie counting and all the rest. Could you touch on this a little bit and how it works in terms of your training regime? Yeah. And oh my goodness, my heart really does go out for anyone, especially anyone who's trying to make sense of the crazy fitness and nutrition world, especially the one that we see on social media, because there's so many mixed messages out there, isn't there? And it's just like, what do I believe? Um, Look, there's so many things I could tell this awesome person who's written this question in. I'll start with the in terms of fitness. Um, In terms of fitness, the way to have lasting change and the way to have a lasting, um, I guess, regime that you'll want to stick to and actually do for years to come is to start by doing things that you actually enjoy and not just doing the things that you see people doing online and think, oh, I should probably do that too because I want to look like that person. Um, It's about finding the things that you love as a person. Everyone's different. Like we are saying before, every single person is completely different in what they're going to enjoy and what they're going to want to do. So for you, that might look like I'm going for um, a 25-minute walk once a day at the start of my day to start with, and that is absolutely amazing. Um, It may be... I'm going to do 30 minutes of yoga every second day um, for the next few months and just sort of see how I feel. Whatever it is, just start by doing what you enjoy. Start in small chunks. Don't overwhelm yourself. So start, say, once a day or once every second day or once every third day. Uh, And another good piece of advice too, if you can, do it with a friend or do it with someone that you um, really trust because the evidence shows that people who work out with a group or with a friend are more likely to stick to doing something long-term. So yeah, please make sure you're doing what you actually want to do and what you want to try. Uh, Don't do it because you think, oh, I have to do it because I'm seeing someone else do it. And also do it with a friend because that's going to help you to do it for a long amount of time. Now, (laughs) <laughs> oh, sorry, Georgia. Did you have anything to add to that? No. Yeah, that was okay. fantastic. I was go- I'm pretty sure you're about to go into it, but let's talk yeah. about the calorie counting world. Like that is so complex. Um, is it worth delving? Like, is it, 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 do we need to do it? Do we not need to do it? Like, yeah, please talk about that a little bit. <laughs> I get a confused. Thousand. I really feel, I really am like completely on this question with this listener. I'm like, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> 
You know what? I um I remember back when I first started out in fitness before I was even a personal trainer or nutrition coach or anything like that. I I started doing calorie counting because I thought that's what I had to do if I wanted to be healthy and if I wanted to be um a good example of health for my family and friends or whatever. Um, but the truth is honestly, calorie counting really isn't the be all and end all. Uh I know that your anonymous listener had a question about a calorie deficit. Uh, and to answer that part of the question, a calorie deficit is essential when you're eating below the minimum recommendation of calories for your body and for your energy expenditure. So for instance, um, a female at just a normal and average height and weight, the recommended uh, calorie intake may be say 2,500 calories per day. Uh, but a calorie deficit might be eating at 2,000 calories per day because they're trying to lose weight or they're trying to yeah, just shred or whatever the reason is. As a normal, as a normal average human being, just wanting to feel healthy, to feel strong, in themselves we don't need to be calorie counting we just need to be eating a really good variety of food sources in terms of like i mentioned the food the fruits uh, the vegetables the nuts the seeds the legumes uh the lean meats if you're not vegetarian uh and vegetarian sources of protein as well uh we need to be eating from a wide variety of foods uh so a whole different bunch of colors on your plate um throughout the day is the ideal thing uh and also sort of listening to those government recommendations and guidelines because they are there for a reason so they, the government here in australia recommends two serves of fruit five serves of veggies uh and depending on the fruit or the vegetable it looks very different so definitely check that out online if you can uh and sort of two to three um red meats a week at the very most which is about the size of your palm is about a recommended serve uh and just sort of taking all of those things on board I know it's such a confusing world, but honestly, the more you can eat your own home-cooked meals, the more you can make healthy swaps, you know, instead of buying a bag of chips and eating that, try and make your own healthy chips using something like uh, Lebanese bread and cut it up into little squares or little triangles. I like to do this. So this is a nice little hack we can add in here. Um, I like to sprinkle it with some salt or some paprika and also a little bit of nutritional yeast, if you've heard of that before. Yeah. Um, so like those little yeah, like the vegetarian cheesy flakes. They can get those from like Woolies or Coles in the health food section. They taste super good, high in protein too. Um, and sprinkle that on top, pop them, in the, pop them in the oven with a bit of olive oil, of course, to stick it all down for about 10, 15 minutes until they're a bit crispy. And then they are really good um, to have in place of just a bag of Doritos or something like that because they're um, made by you. You know, it's exactly in them uh, and they also taste so good and they're a little bit better for you too. So yeah, all of those things are the things that will just, yeah, help you to feel good. You won't need to worry about counting calories and your body will feel good too because you're actually full instead of feeling hungry all the time, which sometimes calorie counting can do to you and being fixated on numbers isn't fun. <laughs> mm. it, this is, I mean, it sounds, this is so, has given me personally so much clarity, um, Corinne, because I get the feeling that what you're saying is that like the world of social media can be really chaotic in terms of fitness advice, um, exercise routines and nutrition, especially, but what you're telling me it comes down to is just doing what suits you doing what is best for you and keeping it simple, like follow the simple gu recommended guidelines, such as, you know, you're saying a bit of cardio, a bit of strength, a bit of stretching and, you know, and eating a full range of delicious, um, whole foods it the simple kind of pathways are kind of the easiest and I guess most recommended but it doesn't have to be complicated like it does not need to be 
really hard. It is as easy as it seems. Like it's not like it, I feel like sometimes you look at it and go, I feel like this is a lot harder and I just don't know if I know what I'm doing and and maybe it's more complex than I actually believe, but it sounds like it is actually as simple as straight and straightforward as it sounds. Yeah, it a thousand percent is. And this is the thing with um, social media. Like, of course, it has its place, social media. It's an amazing tool. But we've got to remember that a lot of the time we're seeing information from uncredible sources and we're seeing it from people who don't always have the qualifications behind them to be giving this advice. So honestly, as we are saying with fitness, with nutrition, with everything, everyone is so individual. Uh, and it's really important to just, yeah, it's common sense. Honestly, it's common sense. Um, eat a good variety of food. Usually one thing that my mum would always tell me when I was sort of going through that crazy phase she's like you know the most important rule to live by is to just eat things that you enjoy but eat them in moderation um and the same sort of thing applies with this like enjoy the food you love enjoy things in moderation uh and after that you're not going to have any anything to worry about so yeah that's my biggest piece of advice too (laughs) no I love that so let's talk about staying motivated because I feel like everyone can relate to not feeling like they want to exercise and sometimes the hardest thing is actually just starting like it's actually getting off the couch or waking up earlier and doing that run or doing that um, group exercise class or whatever that may be and it's that big leap from maybe not doing as much as you would like to do and wanting to get into it a little bit more and actually doing it. Because I feel like once you set up that routine and you start doing it, you go, oh, my God, that's right. I always feel so much better when I do this. But, yeah, how do you stay motivated? Yeah, look, this is a, a really good question. And it's actually one, I think I wrote a blog article about this recently because I had so many people asking me uh, about what can I do to stay motivated? Look, to me, the most important thing, and I'm probably going to sound like a broken record because I tarp on this all the time, but it's really about doing the things that you enjoy uh, because the truth is no one's going to keep doing anything that they don't like doing. Uh, and a good example of this is when I, um, when I first started out in fitness, I thought I had to try and become like this bodybuilder. I had to be ripped and I had to be shred and lift all the weights all the time. Uh, and I started doing that and I started lifting all these weights, but I'm like, you know what? I really don't enjoy doing this. I'm going to go back to my um, body attack classes at the gym because that was so much more fun. Uh, So that's what motivated me. And that's eventually how I became a group fitness instructor. But anyway, uh, it's just generally about doing what you love. And every single person's completely different, like we say. Um, For some people, it's literally, I love to do a dance class. And that's what makes me feel excited a few times a week. Um, For other people, it is literally lifting weights in the gym. Uh, And for other people, it's about, you know, making time to do an online group fitness class because they've got a chaotic household they've got kids they're looking after uh, and they do want to just have some quick time to themselves so I think the first thing is to really find uh, what you love and to stick to it Um, and you'll yeah it'll be easier to stick to it when you do love it Uh, as a second thing too in terms of sustaining your motivation, it's about having really good routines and really good habits. And I know it's very much easier said than done. <laughs> uh, but with so with my clients that I work with, what I find with them that works really well is st- scheduling in and making sure they get that same time of day as when they choose to get their their exercise in um, each single every single day. So a lot of the time, my clients like to get their workouts done before work, early in the morning, and that works well for them. For other people, it may be doing it later in the afternoon because that's literally when they've gotten home from work, that's the first time they have to themselves. Uh, But having things even like 
clothesline out the night before if you're getting up early for a workout to make yourself know in in your mind you know okay I'm gonna the first thing I'm doing when I get up is I'm putting my active wear on I'm gonna go do my workout Uh, even just small little things like that can really help and to really get your mind in that place of being disciplined and being routined uh, to make those things happen Uh, but I do really think it's the routines and the habits that we have that will allow us to have that lasting motivation that will serve us um, and allow us to achieve our goals overall as well Mm, no that's so good and let's talk a little bit more on nutrition what does the role nutrition what role does nutrition play in improving our fitness and can you touch on that relationship a little bit more Yeah, look, there really is a big role that nutrition plays. And I think the most important thing to know is our nutrition is what will fuel our body to do our, um, to do our exercises and to do what you want to do for your fitness. And if you're not fueling your body the right way, your body isn't going to perform in the way you want it to. And of course, we're all not world-class athletes, although at the moment the Olympics are on and we may want to be. Um, It's really important to know that if you don't put the right thing into your body, your body isn't going to, you know, do all the great things that you want it to do. So that's why I really speak a lot about carbohydrates and how important they are for us as females specifically. Um, I have a client recently who came to me and said, I'm cutting out carbohydrates from my diet because I want to lose weight. And I said, wait a second, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? And she said, oh, I read it somewhere on social media that I've got to cut out carbs to be fit and to be healthy and to lose weight. I said, no way, that is not happening under my watch. We're not doing that. We are going to keep carbohydrates in your diet, but we're going to make sure they're coming from the right sources. Um, And a lot of the time what I find with women and with, you know, females in general is that we're under this impression that we need to cut out carbohydrates from our diet because for a long time, this is the information that we've been fed through magazines, through social media. So one thing I will say to anyone who's listening today, if you've sort of thought about, oh, I might need to cut some carbohydrates from my diet, please don't do that. But what you can do in place of that is to make sure you're getting good sources of carbohydrates into your body, the ones that will give you long lasting energy. So things that are like oats, um, sweet potato, things like um, potatoes and starchy carbohydrates are really good. Anything that you know that is going to give you that really good long lasting energy. Legumes are really good. So beans are also fantastic for that whole grains um rice all of these things we need to make sure we get at least um, a couple servings a day throughout the our different meals that we're eating uh ideally you want to be having a serve of carbohydrates with every single meal uh, to help you stay fuller for longer and also to help you sort of reduce that brain fog which a lot of people do get when they don't have them in their diet absolutely i mean yeah, it is. Just, it's actually really sad, the rhetoric around carbohydrates, because there is like the no carb diet. Like I feel like, especially when I was in high school, that was just what I thought was how you lost weight was not eating carbs. But it's so, yeah, it's nice to know that there's people like you encouraging everyone to eat the carbs, but just eat the good ones. Because I think that is really important that, you know, we need a little bit of everything in the diet and all the food groups are there for a reason. They're really important, but it's whole foods over processed foods. Um, so let's talk a little bit about myths because <laughs> I'm sure you've come across plenty in your time. So when it comes to fitness and nutrition, what are the biggest myths that you have seen and that you would like to set straight for us today? I mean, you've touched on carbohydrates, but what mm. else is there? 
Oh my goodness. Okay. We're going to have to have a very long chat. No, just kidding. I won't be too long. <laughs> um, yeah, honestly, in terms of nutrition, that one about carbohydrates is the biggest one. And I'm glad we got to touch on that already because the number of times that I've had clients come to me say, I have to cut out carbs. Um, the number of times I've had to say, no, you don't. So that's number one, keep the carbs in the diet. Number two is even looking at things like fats and how we shouldn't be including those in our diets either. I think there's a little bit of a misconception as to what fats actually are uh, and similarly to carbs yeah it's important that we are including small sources of fats in our diet and again with most meals because they help us to feel fuller for longer when combined with the fats and the with the carbohydrates and the protein sorry so yeah good but those healthy fats avocado yes. like everyone eats so much avocado and like doesn't even really un- like realize that it is it's 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 a fat it's a healthy fat like avocados nuts all that kind of good stuff you're exactly right. And that's the thing. So it's really important to have those in your diet, just making sure that we're not going to go and eat the entire avocado at every single meal. Um, but actually, yeah, having that recommended serving size is also important uh, because what can happen sometimes is we do know there are healthy fats like the avocados, like the nuts and the seeds. But sometimes when people know that, they're like, oh, I'm going to have an entire avocado with my meal and also have some salmon and also have some nuts and seeds on the side, which it just ends up sort of blowing out of proportion. And that's when, you know, people aren't achieving their goals because they're like, oh, I've really just completely (laughs) gone crazy with fats now. So it's just being aware of that. Um, those are probably the two biggest ones with nutrition, the carbohydrates and the fats. The protein side of things, people seem to be quite clued up on now because it's a lot more common to sort of be getting these sources of protein in our diets. Uh, a lot of people, uh, when I first started out in fitness, were very much under the impression with protein that we need to have a protein shake after every single workout. Um, yeah. <laughs> Look, no, the, the short answer is we don't need to. Good. <laughs> I don't do it. <laughs> no. And I mean, you know what? I couldn't think of anything worse than chugging down a protein shake at the end of my um, a group fitness class or something like that because I'm just not feeling like it. I definitely did do that when I first started going to the gym like 10 years ago now. Um, but basically, if you get enough protein in your diet you shouldn't need to have those extra um things like protein shakes in your diet of course it's an exception to hit certain macronutrient um levels every single time that they train or every single day but for just the general population there really isn't any need to have um, a protein shake if you're already getting enough in your your normal diet Mm. and what about fitness myths Yes. Okay. So this is a really good one. And this is one that I'm really excited to talk about. Now, in terms of fitness, probably the biggest myth that I've come across, uh, and I've definitely tried to set the record straight with my clients and with my business, but it's about you need to have a really hard, intense, crazy workout to get really good results and to get the to achieve the results, I guess, that you're looking for in a fitness program. Now, to me, that's absolutely not true. And for what I've seen with working with so many different women over the last couple of years, it's absolutely not true at all. In fact, the thing that works the best is what we spoke about at the start of our um, conversation together. It's having a really good mixture of a little bit of strength training, having a really good mixture of a little bit of cardio training, doing things you love, and also having that recovery in there too. Uh, Because if you're not sort of getting that really nice balance, your body is going to either get injured, get hurt, uh, and you're not going to feel like you have the energy to keep going long-term with what you're doing. Um, So I think for me, that's probably the absolute biggest one. (laughs) Um, In terms of other things as well, 
Yeah. Um, in terms of other things too, this maybe may not be quite a myth, but it's something I hear a lot of. Uh, and a lot of the time people say, oh, Korean, like I'm just not motivated enough to do something. I'm just not motivated enough to come to a workout today. But one thing I always say uh, is that we always have a choice and we have a choice on the day if we show up or if we don't, we have a choice in how we feel um, and, ho- and how we have the choice to make ourselves feel as, as a result of going to do a single workout or a certain class. So if you're finding yourself not having motivation or not feeling motivated at any given time, just remind yourself that you have a choice to change that. Uh, And, you know, in doing that, that choice might look like, you know, attending an online workout or going to a group fitness class or going for a walk with a friend, whatever it is, you have a choice to turn that around. So um, don't get caught in that trap of, oh, I don't feel motivated because you have the choice um, to actually feel motivated and actually just get it done by making that choice. Mm, absolutely that's a really good one it's like about it's the mindset isn't it like you just because you don't feel motivated to do a hit workout doesn't mean you can't just go for a walk or like that's right have a quick 20 minute like yoga stretch or whatever it is there's always different alternatives (laughs) um so let's talk about the best piece of fitness advice that you've ever been given do you have something you would like to share when it comes to that I do. And I think uh, this is something that I really do. This is sort of actually the foundation of everything I do with um, Limitless Fitness and Nutrition. It's uh, it's definitely the biggest thing that I, yeah, I, I really like to share with all of my clients. And it's actually about just having fun uh, and not taking it too seriously, because I think we really do live in a world and we live in a society where the fitness industry and fitness in general, it's looked at as this really like, oh my goodness, we're going to slash our bodies. We're going to slay ourselves in the gym. We're going to be feeling amazing afterwards and whatever. But I really do think if we're just having fun with it, if we're not taking things too seriously, uh, we're going to want to keep going and keep doing it, uh, whatever it is that we're doing. And we're also going to feel so good because we're not trying to live up to these crazy expectations or um, ideals that we see anywhere else. We're just doing it for us and we're doing it because we want to be doing it. So the best piece of advice was literally from my mom who told me, just have fun with what you're doing, just enjoy what you're doing. Uh, And that was sort of said to me in the context of teaching group fitness classes, but I did definitely do apply it to training as well um and I think the thing with that is that if you're having fun people around you will also be like oh what's she doing I want a bit of that too so I'd encourage others to feel the same way and to do what they enjoy uh, and to have fun with it too that's so good and do you have a motto or quote when it comes to this that you'd like to share Look, I haven't got a specific quote, although I love quotes and I have got a quote that's a little bit not related to having fun, which I can share, but I think it's just have fun. Yeah. Okay. Well, my absolute favorite quote of all time, which kind of contradicts the fun side, but it's about the only limits to human achievement are self-imposed. So essentially anything is achievable if you work towards it and believe in yourself. Um, But in terms of the fun side of things, I think it's just honestly have fun, enjoy yourself uh, and the rest will take care of itself as well. So there's two. I gave you two for one. (laughs) I love it. They're both really good ones. Um, Lastly, before we say goodbye, would you mind sharing, um, you know, where we can find your business, what, what offers you might have for our listeners today and how we can follow you? 
Yes. So um, with Limitless Fitness and Nutrition, you can check us out on a whole bunch of different platforms. Um, we are online on our website at limitlessfitnessnutrition.com.au, uh, but probably a lot more easier is Instagram. Um, you can either type in Limitless Fitness and Nutrition in the search bar or at Corinne underscore fitness nutrition is our handle at the moment. Uh, and also Facebook, Limitless Fitness and Nutrition. Uh, and in terms of offers at the moment, we have a couple which I think would be great for your listeners. At the moment, we're doing five weeks of online Pilates for $39. So that's five sessions for just $39. If you want to come and try a Pilates class with me, or if you want to do one week of online group fitness classes, which includes HIIT training, strength training, Pilates and retro aerobics, it's only $10 just for the next week or so. So if you want to come and check it out, we'd love to have you. Um, And yeah, you can check us out on all those places as well. That's fantastic. I'll pop all the links to all the sites and social media um, in the show notes so that you can go check it out. And uh, for all those people stuck in lockdown, I feel like that's a really good way to keep exercising and, you know, for your mental health as well, stay sane while you're in lockdown. Um, So yeah, thank you so much for joining us today, Corinne. It's been really really, really knowledgeable. I think the advice that you've shared with us today has been absolutely fantastic and clarified so much for me when it comes to my own fitness and nutrition. So thank you very much. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that Georgina. And thank you so much for having me here. It has been such a pleasure and so much fun. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of The Wow. I hope you enjoyed it. I release new episodes every Tuesday, so make sure you hit subscribe or follow and tune in next week. Otherwise, in the meantime, you better come join us on Instagram at thewowpodcast underscore for more updates. Lastly, a friendly reminder that the information shared in this podcast is general advice only and does not take into account your personal situation or needs. Where appropriate, please consult a professional first. Thanks, guys. Have a good week. Roll,